Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. Before we get into any type of conversations, I got to let you know that you should hit that link in the description. It's going to take you over to the official Through the Wire YouTube channel. I know we've been teasing, we've been talking, we've been doing all of this and that. But it's almost that time for us to finally get it going. Uh, we've been behind the scenes filming a bunch of stuff, just get ready to throw them out there for y'all, banger after banger. So we ready, man. Hey, that's big facts. I was with Dana yesterday, and I was like, hey, remind me to shout my boys out before the podcast tomorrow. She didn't remind me, but I didn't forget. Because <laughs> we've been killing it. Um, it's been fun. You know, we got through the pandemic and everything. But this right here, this past week, we've been working a lot. I think we did... Through the wire Tuesday, we had the studio session Thursday. Um, I don't know if we did something Friday. Maybe it rained all Friday, so I don't even think so. Right, we were supposed Saturday, to film some stuff. We did the podcast, and then we did some stuff, um, some other videos Saturday. Sunday, we did the baseball. Um, Monday, yesterday, we did another video, two other videos. Today, we right back here through the wire. So we put in the work. This, this, this is what it feel like it's supposed to be. We all been having fun. We've been together rocking out. Um, shout out to KB for all the behind technical stuff. Shout out to D Mills for being a good sport. He's been a driver when it was time, when it's time to be um, mobile. So shout out to D Mills for playing that part. Shout out to my boy, Mike. Mike been involved in everything in ways that any day ones, I don't think y'all would have expected Mike to have come as far as he's came. He's been hilarious in some of these videos that i've watched that ain't out yet so very very good camera presence from everybody yes, man. i'm excited yes. i'm excited for people to see these videos because i think mm -hmm. i think we've been working real hard really really hard we, we were talking in the group chat yesterday and like bro he's like man it don't even feel like we got the podcast tomorrow because we've been seeing each other like four times a week like this past week or so so that's just been just fun man i feel like the, the week has been flying I'm excited for all the content that's about to drop. We literally just watched the video that the editor sent to us, and that shit was a like bomb. We got a bunch of content that's gonna be dropping. We got the tape dropping soon. Like I don't know, man. This summer gonna be crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm impressed with the editor. He got all that footage together and really quickly. It feel like yeah, like a little less than a little less than 48 hours, man. Shout out to my guy Prince. He's a uh... He's an OG around the community. People know him, man. He's a, he's one of the best editors. So I was like, when HOH said, hey, we can either get you an editor or you can get your own, I was like, I got a guy. I know a guy that that's really good, really quick turnaround, and really, uh, he understands the YouTube voice more than like a traditional editor would, you know? So shout out to my guy. Um, he gonna be working with Through the Wire for pretty much, I, I don't know, indefinitely. Indefinitely is our our sole editor, which is, which is fire. Yeah, I mean, uh, long story short, I've just been having a blast, like, to be honest with you. It's just been real, real fun. Um, you know, we, we've traditionally just been doing um, the podcast, and on our own, we would do videos. Like, I would, I had the little behind the scenes. Kenny may vlog one day, or we may go hoop once out of three months and bring the camera or something. But as Mike alluded to, like, we, we've literally seen each other four or five out of the last five or six days. And it's, it's been fun. It's been real fun. And yeah, the summer is hip shit. Like the summer just officially started. Today is June 1st. So it's only about to go up from here. <laughs> so let me, let me explain how it's going to work. Um, 
we're gonna like officially transition through the wire to that YouTube channel, like the podcast as well. Um, so the schedule will say the same. Tuesdays and Saturdays will be the official podcast, and then sprinkled in on on the weekdays, we're gonna have like our vlogs, our challenge videos, and all that stuff. So if you're a fan of through the wire the podcast, you should also go to the YouTube channel because um, eventually all of this is gonna exist over there. We're still with uh, House of Highlights. People are asking, are we still with House of Highlights? Just because we got our own channel, we're still HOAs to death. Um, if not, Derek, I would tell Derek to rip those posters down behind him. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Facts. That would be so weird. <laughs> anyway, um, playoff basketball, man, still going on. How, y- how y'all feeling? What what series? Wait, 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 wait. Oh. I got the comments of the day. We didn't get to them. Oh, last yeah, my fault, my fault. So we got to make phone. sure we get to them. They real quick, though, but they real quick. First one is going to come from Omar Shalabi, who says, I don't care what anyone says. The way Pierre talks about the Clippers makes me feel like he is more of a Clippers fan than a Knicks fan Ooh. at this point. And I want to hear your response, P. What? I don't have no response. That I mean, that's that's how he feels. That's how he feels. But I mean, every there was a lot of comments talking about you riding with the Clippers, boy. They said that Joe, the Clippers was down 0-2, and you was more confident than, than talking about Joe Knicks, who was down over there. Because they, saying I, they were hearing no noise for the Knicks. I, I don't, all the I don't believe, for the Clippers. I don't believe in that type of stuff. The Clippers are a better team than the Knicks. I don't. I'm not. A, I'm. My fandom is realistic and has always been. So you. Yeah. Not, so you're not biased. You're not biased. I've never. I've never you've never been Clipper biased. Hey, y'all, all y'all that's in here, including yourself, Mike, when have I ever come on this podcast this entire season that the Knicks have killed it and, and talked out of, out of my ass? When have you I have. ever? I wouldn't say you haven't. I say prior today, prior today, they had success. Sometimes it did sound like you was talking out your ass. It's like, yeah, we're going to be right there in the playoffs. I mean, they, they ended up in the playoffs. They did, but it did kind of sound like you was talking out your ass then. Not so much now, but they was more so talking about the Clippers. You sound biased. Yeah, talk- it's easier to talk about the Clippers. No, for, first and Two, two reasons, though. Mm-hmm. The main thing about the Clippers is that Paul George is down. I'm, I'm not a Clippers fan. The, the Clipper fandom joke came when you was talking as a Laker fan about the Clippers not existing at all. And I jokingly said, now I'm rooting for the Clippers. I want them to win and be better. But I only rock fuck with the Clippers because Paul George is there. If Paul Somebody George did. Somebody did, did not, say that. Somebody did Paul that. The George first comment. What did he the say? The first comment. And you, you, this dude... Came to your came to your support, Jamie AOC says. I mean, PG is his favorite player, and he gets a lot of hate. That was That's the first it. comment I needed. <laughs> when Paul George played for the Thunder, there wasn't a lot of uh, PG player uh, pandemic P trend and all that. When it started happening with the Clippers after last season, in support of Paul George, that's what I do. And and secondly. There is no bias with the Clippers. Everything that I said was true, and that's why it's 2-2 today, which we'll get to. All I said is the series is not done. It's a lot more basketball to play, and that was true as day. The Hawks are a better team than the New York Knicks. It is what it is. The Mavericks aren't a better team than the Clippers. That's all. I'm just not a delusional mm-hmm. fan. People think that fans I'm gonna point Talk I'm going to point out some other points that you said that people have brought up in the comments. That I, to be honest, I forgot you even said this, but something was happening with Jimmy Butler, and he was like, Jimmy Butler shooting like 30% from the something like that. And he was like, Paul George can never. And he said, you brought it back to the clip, but they was like, oh, that's you showing your little bias fandom and stuff like that. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> I like I said, I forgot you even said that. Can I ask you a question, Mike? Yeah. First and foremost, I don't give a fuck what none of them talking about. But no, I know you don't. <laughs> I know you don't. Do you think Paul George could ever do that? For a series? Probably not. But I've seen that man struggle for sure, though. I've seen that man struggle. But I'm, a- but I'm not asking if he struggled. I'm asking you, can Paul George shoot 30% 
and it not be nothing as far as the same like Jimmy Butler did it and it's it's nothing. But could that happen? No, no. I mean, I mean, he no, got a no, lot. Jimmy, he got a lot yeah, of Jimmy, hate. Not Jimmy hate, Butler but like a lot of fire. Yeah. For that series, he I don't think like if, Paul George, if Paul George did it, it would still be trending. Thank you. There, Jimmy was trending too, though. It wasn't play, it wasn't pandemic J or whatever. But, yeah, it was all that bubble. Jimmy, yeah, the bubble, bubble stuff bubble was family. trending. Yeah, all that shit was trending. Listen, I understand that, but we talking about Paul George who had a bad half. He had a bad half, and it was trending. How can a bad half in Jimmy Butler's playoff series be equal? I don't think they are. Okay. All right. All right. That, that's enough for that. Next one comes from this is worst comment of the worst comment of the day, by the way. So <laughs> I like the worst comments. Last year, every no, do we even give this dude credit? Don't say his name. Last year, everybody was posting, was pointing at Giannis for not guarding Jimmy one on one. Now he clamped them up. I ain't hearing no flowers from anybody. You're blocked. Who are you listening to? <laughs> You're blocked. <laughs> You're blocked. <laughs> You're blocked. The worst comment of the day. Who are you listening to? He had me with the first part, though. He was right. Mm-hmm. Everybody, we, we both came up and gave Giannis his praise. I think right? everybody Mark did. Not, but that's the, yeah, that's the part where I guess he ruined himself. But he he was right in the first half of it. You know, everybody, we was on Giannis' ass. Mm-hmm. Myself, I, I feel like I led the charge on that. But came, Defensive player of the year playing help defender? Fuck out of here. This guy's dropping 40 on you and you're not guarding it. But this series, he did exactly that. You know? You're the reason that people think, think, think fandom is supposed to be that way, Mike. They they saying I'm biased to the Clippers. I ain't never in my life, even as friends, in the fucking mic. What what was we doing yesterday? What was we doing? I was, oh, doing, we was doing the reaction video. We was in the yeah. studio. We reacted to some video, and the Lakers popped up. And every time they popped up, the man Mike just couldn't go against the Lakers. The man, <laughs> my shit is always like in a sarcastic. Nick Young, my shit is always in a sarcastic way. <laughs> some, Nick Young slapped somebody, and Mike said it was their fault. They showed body bro. in the head, and Mike said the person should have moved out of Anthony Davis's way, and he wouldn't have got kicked. That's, how, Marcus, that's how they the want me to be. Don't spoil you. That video will be coming out on the channel yeah. next week. That's probably. how they want me to be for the Knicks. <laughs> they can do no wrong. Julius Randle not struggling. He's not struggling. <laughs> Hell no. That's how they want me to be. He's getting, hey, he getting warmed up, he. You just get exactly. Water. It's exactly. a little late now. He's he making, he he making it harder for himself. Is it, is it too late? Let's let's talk about this series since we here. It's a three-one lead to the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, they're back in the Garden today, but this is this is what's crazy. The the Hawks have dominated the series, right? I, I I think we can all agree they've dominated the series. But we've seen so many three-one comebacks in our lifetime. I know we got one in the finals, but before the finals, we see it in the first round all the time. It feels like I think last year in the bubble, it happened three times. Right. It happened three times in one season. Right. So like as much as the Knicks being down three one hurts, it's hard for me to close the door completely, even though the Atlanta Hawks have completely dominated. But how, how are y'all feeling about it? Well, I feel like offensively, the Knicks are really just struggling uh, to put up points and the Hawks. Offensively, Trey Young is just picking them apart, especially with that pick and roll. Um, Julius Randle has to figure out some way to adjust to what the um, Hawks are doing. I feel like that's where you. You like separate yourself from the competition. Like Trey Young's adjusting on the fly to what the Knicks are doing in the pick and roll scheme. Julius Randle has to somehow adjust to these double teams and these coverages that they're throwing at him, and he just has to kind of figure it out because he they're not going to win another game if he has another subpar game. He has to come out and beat the Julius Randle we saw in the regular season in order for them to pull this out. Because Derrick Rose is trying. Derrick Rose is out here. Uh, everybody else is somewhat doing it, but they just need him. They really need his production. Mm-hmm. 
I, I would just say like Trey Young has literally been dominant. Like they don't have an answer for him if they don't have a way to slow him down and slow their offensive down. Because if he gets going, that's one thing. But not with his ability to get others of people involved. Now Gallinari has twenty. Now John Collins, who's been struggling, has twenty points. So their offense is going to be need to slow down. But like I said, the the Knicks are just so iffy on the question uh, on the offensive side. Like Julius Randle's obviously been struggling, and RJ Barrett. But it's just like, I don't know. It, you're going to have to depend on Alec Burks and, and all these supporting casts to also get those points because you're going to have to match up well with Atlanta offensively if they're scoring the way they are. Yeah. Uh, the Knicks just, the Knicks are playing truthfully Nick basketball right now. I don't think the Knicks are a bad team, but um, we're a good defensive team. But the Atlanta Hawks are a great offensive team. You're not going to stop Trey Young. Um, you're probably not really going to slow him down because the pick and roll play in basketball is just unstoppable when you have certain pieces and the Hawks have those. They have live threats. They have pick and pop guys like Collins and Gallinari. As bad as Collins has played in certain parts of the series, he's still, to me, uh, a respectable pick and pop uh, guy. Gallinari is too. Bogdanovich can shoot it. Herder can shoot it. Hunter can shoot it. Um, Trey Young can shoot threes, mid-range. He'll float it. His floater game is in, unstoppable. You don't know if he's floating to the basket. He's floating with a lob, with Capella, Kongu. Um, and then the Knicks. The Knicks statistically shot the three-ball well this, this this season, but they're not three-point shooters. Um, R.J. Barrett shot a, a sexy 40% shooter, but he's not a 40% shooter. He's not like a shooter-shooter that you're going to respect, and that's what they're doing. I, I like the way that the Hawks are playing defensively more than anything where they got this mindset of like, yeah, Julius Randle isn't going to bulldozer. We're going to close a lot of the gaps, and R.J. Barrett is going to have to show us that he is a true 40% shooter, and he's not doing that because he's not really that. Uh, Reggie Bullock can knock down shots, but I don't think he's going to knock it at the rate where he's going to win you a game. Um, Then we're playing with Taj Gibson, so a lot of people are saying, hey, put Julius Randle on the block. How do you put Julius Randle on the block if R.J. Barrett isn't going to make you pay from helping off of him? You have Taj Gibson there. He can't play anywhere outside of the paint. He's not a, he's not a threat to shoot the basketball. Um, so where is all the spacing for Julius Randle to play closer to the basket? There, it doesn't exist. Um, Nerlens Noel is playing on one leg. That's part of our defense. And then Mitchell Robinson is out. So, um, yeah, we're, we're just not – we're not as good as the Hawks right now. And I, I think that's just as, as simple as it is. It's a lot of basketball left. It will be great to see – Julius Randle, like Derek alluded to, have one of those games that we saw so many times in a regular season, and, and that would be a big confidence booster and can swing the series because, yeah, I, I agree with KB. The Hawks have dominated the series as far as, you know, always looking to be in the game and win it. And the last game, they won pretty pretty good. But outside of that game, we've been in every game. There's been, down the stretch, we've been in almost every single game as bad as we've played as bad as RJ and, uh, and Julius have played, we've always had a chance. Um, but because we lack shooting, real shooting, um, and we don't have a lot of our bigs, it's going to be tough. We're putting a lot on Derrick Rose's shoulders, who, who's been a six-man um, for the entire season. And all, of, uh, all of a sudden, he gets thrown in the starting lineup because he's our best player. And it's just it's, it's a lot to, to throw on him. And the Hawks are a very good team, man. The Hawks, the Hawks had my respect at the start of this. They still have my respect, and I think they're a dangerous young up and coming team. So, um, 
as a Nick fan, I, I'm not I'm not pressed about it as all at all because I feel like the Hawks are really good and you know we've had a great season and the series ain't over. Um, but it, it shows that we still have a lot to work on and, and, and to add to this team because we, we lack um, we lack offensively some things. Yeah. I, th- I think overall, if y'all season were to end a day, like if it was the last day, this is a, a positive, the best season of, in a very, very long time for the New York Knicks. And I think it's like a it's a stepping stone. Right. Nobody expected the Knicks to even be here. Right. Um, it's a stepping stone in the right direction. Like the, the, the narrative or the feeling around the New York Knicks have dramatically changed in just one season. I'm not saying y'all going to sign Kawhi this offseason, but I could see a free agent being like, okay, the Knicks are, you know, Dolan ain't opened his fucking mouth for a whole season. They got one of the better coaches in the NBA. They got young pieces, bada boom, bada bam. Um, even if that's not the case, even if y'all don't sign a big name free agent, I think you can look at what you see, what you got this year and just build what you already have. So, again, if it, if it ends 4-1, every Knicks fan should still be super happy with the way the, uh, the season ended or the season went. That's what's annoying me more than anything. Um, you get, I get Hawk fans tweeting at me, uh, I guess thinking that they're going to make me mad, but I'm more mad at my fellow Nick fans who are getting mad that we're losing the series because like, like you just said, we had a hell of a season and the Hawks are playing good basketball. The Hawks, are, the Hawks look better than us, um, on both ends in this series. So I know the Hawks didn't start off like this, but if you go back to like our preseason predictions, all of us are like the Hawks are a playoff team. Yeah. You know, yeah. nobody on this panel is like the Knicks is going to be in the playoffs. So that's to let you know automatically like the expectations versus reality of, of everything. And they, they actually started up getting the where we thought they would get. They ended up ending the, the season at the fifth seed. We thought they would be like the fourth seed. Well, I think I predicted they're going to be like the fourth, fifth seed. And, and, and that was after the terrible start, too. So, like, they're they're one of the hottest teams in basketball right now. You can definitely see that. But something you said, Pete, I completely agree with, which is crazy, about R.J. Barrett not being, like, a, a shooter shooter. Even though he shot 40%, right? He shot 40%, and teams are still like, we going to make you – you got to show us that you actually a 40% shooter. It's just crazy that you he went 72 games shooting 40%, and then in these four games, nobody trusts him still. Like, what would it take mm-hmm. for a, a coach to be like, all right, you got to stick to this motherfucker, even though he just shot 40%. Like, I feel like there are players in the league that shot worse than RJ on the season, but got more respect as a shooter. So, like, what, what does RJ do? Is it just a couple of years of shooting 40%? It's, like, big moment 40%? I, I don't even know. It's, no, it, it's big moment. I, like, I always say this shit all the time, but the real prevail, I believe in all that pressure shit. In the playoffs, when they when he know he literally has to knock down that shot, it's no, like, is game seven where I'm doing? No, this is in the playoffs where they're Julius Randle needs you to knock down that shot, right? That shot becomes a lot harder, whether it's open or it's contested. And like I said, the names that Pierre mentioned, Kevin Herter, Bogdanovich, uh, Gallup, I'm trusting all those shooters than the people on the Knicks. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like it's more so consistency. Like you have to be able to do this shit for a consistent amount of time. Cause like, I don't think he shot this well last season. So no, this is like a season where he, no. um, Actually he came out and shot as well. I think he oh, had yeah. the biggest jump in three-point percentage from his, like, one year to another. I think he was, like, 27 28% last year, and then now he's up to, like, 40 Yeah, so, yeah, I'm going to dare you just make those shots. Show me that you can do what you did in the regular season. I feel like a lot of teams do that with young guys. Like, you got to just – you got to put that pressure on them to make that make that shot in the, in the big moment. And it's, like, consistency, just being able to do it for a while. Like, to show me that, hey, yeah, I'm here. I think the NBA is all about uh, picking your poison. So, 
Oh, I would I would much rather limit Julius Randle and make RJ Barrett make us pay than to cover RJ Barrett and let Julius Randle have his way. And all RJ Barrett got to do is make them pay. I don't think you have to consistently shoot shit. I don't think you have to do anything crazy except make a team play. Pay. I think it could be series by series. If if there's a guy that doesn't normally shoot the ball, Dorian Finney-Smith. Dorian Finney-Smith is not known as a crazy three-point shooter, right? But if Dorian Finney-Smith is in a series and he's shooting 56% through three games, he's going to probably start getting guarded. R.J. Barrett could have came in this bitch as a 28% shooter. Forget the 40%. But if he shot 49% through four games in this series, I guarantee they would start, start guarding him. So I think that's what it's about. It's about making teams pay because teams are going to pick their poison. It's just like the um, it's just like guarding a pick and roll. There's no way to guard a pick and roll. You just have to pick your poison. Would you rather the big pop and take the shots, or would you rather the guard? Do you not trust him enough in the paint? It's just about picking the poison. I think the Hawks made the right decision. Uh, we rather limit Julius Randle and allow uh, and, and allow uh, Barrett to have certain looks. And if he makes them, then we'll live with it. Um, and if he doesn't, we're thriving, and that's what they're doing. R.J. Barrett is just – he's also just not a shooter. Some guys are shooters. Joe Harris and J.J. Redick and, Mm -hmm. you know, certain names, they're shooters. That's what they do. R.J. Barrett never in the the, – throughout his career of basketball, I know he's still early in the NBA, but even in college, high school, like, he was never a shooter. Some guys are shooters. That's what they do. It's their bread and butter. They – are known for that. RJ Barrett has never been known as a shooter. He's more of a scorer, you know what I mean? Playing with intensity and things like that. He ain't never laid his hat on shooting at any level. So I think that's another thing. Like Neesmith, like we talked about him coming into the league, you know what I mean? Like he's labeled as a shooter from day one, coming into the league, 52% shoot, three-point shooter, limited time college. I know he got hurt, but he still shot the shit. Um, so from day one, he's he's labeled on scouting reports, even if it's just a sentence sentence because he's a rookie. So there's no long thing, but he's going to from day one, it's going to say shoot, sh- shot the ball historical in college. You know what I'm saying? Certain guys come in with labels, and R.J. Barrett has never had the shooting label. So I think that's it. You know what I mean? It, it's this this is a smart league, man. They watch this shit as much as we watch it, so they see the jump. They see that the, oh, that could be a fluke. We've seen flukes. We see flukes all the time, man. Facts. Before we move on to the next series, uh, just quickly, Derek, is this series over? Yeah. Mike, is this series over? Yes. P, is the series over? Soon. I can't say it's going to be over in the next game, or, but yeah, I think the Hawks got it. Hawks should win in, in six at the uh, at the most. I, I think I agree. Let's let's tackle all the three ones right I'm now. For my team to come back. Of though. course, not, of course. Being I'm realistic. Not, yes. Um, let's I'm get not to- biased. <laughs> Let's get all the three ones out of the way. I think that's the more competitive one. Um, yesterday, the Washington Wizards won a game against Philly where it looked like a clean sweep because Joel and Bill, Joel and Bead um, hurt himself. Um, and you know, you it says right knee soreness, right? But I thought he got injured when he hit his ass. Did y'all see him when he fell? He, he said fell. When he fell on his ass. He buckled his knee. Oh, okay. Well, uh, that is now a 3-1 series after uh, Rui Hachimura had a huge game for them. Um, and then they, they went to the hack of Simmons, fouling Ben Simmons every single possession. And it worked out beautifully because he can't hit free throws. And they end up closing that out and getting the win. 
Um, if I'm going back to my initial question, the series is still over, but it got a little bit more light. And I'm sure, I'm sure 76 are mad at themselves, man, because even without Joel and B, they should have been able to close that game out. Even though they had to have a little comeback run, they should have been able to close that game out. And now you just got to play an extra game of basketball, just making yourself more tired for the next series. But and if they would have closed this series out, Joel and B would have had a full week to just chill or recover. Now if now you gotta get. Now he gotta possibly play in game five. I don't. Know I, if he I, I believe that they could. If he set out game five, they well, should be I, able I to win yeah, that game. He, I think he should set out. I, I think he should set out game five because you you look at, you know, game four. The Wizards damn near had to play their best game. Russell didn't really shoot that well from the field, but the man had twenty twenty and like he had a twenty twenty triple double. Bradley Beal showed up. Bertans gave them really good minutes in that first half and all that. Like all the supporting, all the supporting players came to to play. And they still barely scraped by. And Joel Embiid didn't even play the second half. Mm-hmm. So I, I think if the if Philly was more prepared to play without Joel Embiid, I think they kind of take it out the like they they just taking the game. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play next game. My boy might be coming with that shit. You know he loved watching watching the Wizards. He probably watched this series more than anybody in the world because nobody cares about the one eight. Uh, yeah, I think the series is over. I I basically agree with everything Mike said. Don't play him. Series is over. I do. I am frustrated. I'm, I would be frustrated if I was the Sixers, because I agree, man. Even with the comeback, they was there. They was there. Um, ben Simmons need to be more aggressive down the stretch. It was like Furkan Korkmaz making shots and shit like that. Want to see Ben Simmons be more aggressive, um, and I think he probably will game five. So I, that would make me feel even more comfortable with sitting. Uh, being, I mean, Joel. Ben should be more aggressive because he's going to have a chip. That's the Ben thing. Ben does something like this where he doesn't make the free throws and the hat, and then he tries to come back the next game and answer with a chip on his shoulder. Um, so I think I think they should because, like D-Mail said, you want, you want Embiid to be able to get that rest uh, for this next series, which will be against mm-hmm. uh, the Hawks, who aren't going to be as good as the 76ers, and the 76ers are better than them, but the Hawks are a team that has a swinger's chance because they have a star with Trey Young and they play a systematic style of basketball where if shots fall and they're never out of a game and they can put your ass out quickly. I think defensively they match up pretty solidly too. I think Clint Capella, I mean, Clint Capella's not going to stop Joel, but like that's a good big defender. Um, um, DeAndre Hunter could get either Tobias Harris or Ben Simmons. But I also believe that 76 got so many players to throw at Trey Young that it's just gonna be he gonna get his ass beat the whole series. But if anybody could take that, it's gonna be Trey Young. I would put Trey Young on Danny Green. Danny Green's not gonna make Trey Young pay. True. He come. He's gonna have to try to go through so many screens to get like the weakest defender. But it, I I would probably try to get Danny Green or Tobias Harris. I don't mean Ben Simmons. I, I don't want. You know, Ben Simmons. I'm immediately telling somebody come get a damn screen. <laughs> I can't have that guy hounding me while I'm trying to get make a play. Russell Westbrook was good yesterday, but he, obviously he can't shoot. Can y'all get guess what his percentages are for this series? Because I just looked at it and I'm like, damn, it does not feel that, like he's shooting this bad. That's a great question. That is a great question. Splits, I'm going to say 28% from the field. 38 from the field. Wait, 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 wait. What did Derek say? 28% from the field. 28%. Okay. I said 38%. From 38. Um, Give me 43 He's shooting t- uh, 32% from the field right now. So Derek was the closest. What about from three? 17%. I see. I thought he was going to be high there and some dumb shit. Was right. Because he's thinking all the layups. Is but now I think he probably, I don't know. <laughs> Yesterday, he didn't make one three. So I'm going to guess he's at like 10. Okay. 10%. Damn. 10%. 
He took a few threes yesterday. He didn't make one. Give me 23%. 23? I said 17 if you're oh, here. Um, 20% is what he's shooting from three. Bradley Beal is also shooting 20% from three on six and a half attempts. Stop guarding him. <laughs> Please stop guarding him and let him drop 70. <laughs> um, Mike mentioned that Davis Bertens had his first good game of the series, but um, even with that, he's only shooting 35% from three for a guy that you only pay him to shoot threes. Um, but, yeah. And he might be hurt now. Hey, that's, that's I, I don't yeah, know. he might be out. Yeah, hey, that sex is defense is suffocating, man. Yeah. No, he's got a – Davis has got a lot of open looks. He's got a lot of open looks. He just ain't been knocking them down. Okay, so we all agree that that series is probably over, whether Joel plays or not. Let's go to the other 3-1 series, Boston versus um, Brooklyn, now 3-1. A lot of shenanigans the last time that he's seen played. Uh, Kyrie stepping on Lucky. (laughs) No, see, y'all think that's okay? (laughs) I can see about your face that you show. (laughs) I think it's unacceptable, bro. I just think it's funny he gave it that look like, oh. Like, he did he, give a little he, extra, uh. Oh, man, like he was this shit is so silly, bro. Like, I cannot believe motherfuckers all day on Twitter. That's why I tweeted the emails like, bro, these people really out here talking about a logo, bro. I don't give a did damn you, about no was logo. that shit with, like, uh, what, uh, what Glenn Davis said? Was that shit real? I just seen that what shit, did Glenn like, Davis pop say? up. And KD it, was like, what Yeah, saying? it basically was saying, like, a bunch of shit. Like, he's trying to fan, like, you step on the logo. You stepping on everybody that played for the franchise. He said, keep it basketball for somebody to get hurt in real life. And KD basically, just laughing. Him. Basically saying he would do something to Kyrie. <laughs> and then KD laughed, like, KD just said a bunch of laughing about just like, come on, nigga, or some shit like that. <laughs> oh. Nigga, please. And then Kevin Garnett want to make a story about it. It's so, that's, it's so crazy to me. Because somebody was like, Kenny, what if he did that to the Bull logo? I don't give a fuck about the Bulls logo. <laughs> I don't care. That's so mind-blowing, bro. It's so mind-blowing. I literally had somebody DM me, too. And he was like, I was like, bro, I don't care. Then the dude was like, what do you think about Kyrie spitting and stomping? I'm like, bro, he did not spit. Like, look at y'all <laughs> trying to take it up to a degree. Bro. I'm like, hey, I mean, what's, what's even crazier though? Even if he did spit, people spit on the floor all the time to like get the traction on their shoes. Like this, yeah, motherfuckers literally start the game stepping on that logo. I like, can't, bro. Oh, but you, you know that. how you know how some people do like their routines. I think yeah. Kyrie is like a ju- a little jump routine. What if he did that shit right at center court next time they play? That that bro, they you know what I'm saying? Won't be at Boston. I'm, I'm not. I'm not mean that this this series oh, is over. This series is over in Brooklyn. <laughs> it's over. With. Have y'all ever seen that clip? I think it's like a freaking Juju Smith-Schuster. He's dancing on the field or some shit. And in the game, Von Bell is like a safety cracks the shit out of him for dancing on the field, no. on the logo. Bro. I'm, I'm going to look it up. What? Was that against the Titans? No, that was against the uh, Bengals. Uh, the Bengals. The Bengals. The Bengals. The Bengals, bro. Just look up Von Bell hits Juju Smith-Schuster. That's, That's after he was dancing after his feet. Von Bell rocks Juju was the top thing that comes up. I know y'all probably not familiar, but... Tara, Tara Owens did it in yep. Dallas. Mm-hmm. That and like I'm a Cowboys fan and I loved when he did it. That shit was so <laughs> that was so raw. He he came back and did it as an eagle too. Well, after he scored, he went to the little star in the end zone. <sighs> like it's it's all fun and games. Like nobody I nobody cares about no logo, bro. Nobody cares. Y'all booed that man. Um and he stepped on the logo. So, I, I would never I would legitimately want to talk to somebody that's attached to logos like that. I got the damn Bulls logo tatted on me, and I still don't care about the Bulls logo. It's not about the logo. You know what I'm saying? It, that's yeah. the, but that's the thing. This ain't about no logo. They're going to try to act like it is. 
This ain't about no logo. <laughs> we know we know what this about, man. Just like when that brother got on that stage and said, I know it's going to be a hectic environment. They're going to boo, but keep it sports, keep it basketball. And we had all these people coming out, making videos and all that. What was there to argue with? He said, don't take it to no racial point. What is there to argue? It should just be, oh, okay, we ain't, we ain't had, we weren't trying to do that anyway. We just going to boo you. It should be no argue. It might tell me, P, we finna play 2K, bro. Don't, I, don't, I just want to keep it just straight junk. Don't, don't, don't say nothing about my mama or whatever. Why should I argue? All I got to say is, okay. But I'm still finna talk. Nah, here they come. Man, I paid for my ticket. I can do what I want to do. It's like, what are y'all arguing? They, they, like, <laughs> they kill me because they're like, no, we're not mad about that. We're mad that you didn't perform in the playoffs. Like, no, <laughs> mad in the playoffs, bro. Like, oh, man. The guy's name yeah. is something Buckley. Um, and I wish I could find his first name. Something Buckley. Um, and I'm just saying his name so people know that that guy, is a, he's just an idiot. Is that the one that made that tweet about the logo? Cole Buckley is the guy that threw the water bottle. A water uh, bottle. Cole Buckley, twenty-one year old, talking about he young and dumb. Motherfucker, you stop throwing stuff at people at two years old. Like that's not young and dumb. Come on now, it's just it's just, it's just dumb. It's I'm just dumb. You, it's, it's getting crazy out here because people really, it, it, it's social media, bro. People getting social media in real life super confused, and I'm starting to see it so much. But like, people really think that. Those people, and, and even us to a certain degree, obviously we're not Kyrie, KD, but people think when you have, like, when you get paid and it's not a nine to five and you entertain people and have quote unquote clout or following a platform, whatever phrase you want to use, people think you're supposed to be a robot. We're not to have, we're not allowed to have any emotions. You can say whatever you want to say. We're basically animals in a circus. They can say whatever they want to say to us. They can throw shit and pour shit on you. They can spit on you, say things about this, that, and the third that they don't know nothing about. And we're supposed to be high and mighty. We can't reply. Yo, Kevin Durant, he has $300 million. Why does he Why does he reply on people on Twitter? Uh, I, I, to a certain extent, should Kevin well, no, Durant reply to everything? Because they, they point a lot of shit with Kyrie. And I think, like, Kyrie does have a, a lot of excuses, but his dad's definitely, like, he's human too. Dad's getting mad at him. He, he missing time. He was he was going to a relative's funeral, going to a relative like people are like we're still human at the end of the day, and I think a lot of people do be forgetting about that shit. Like just because you make an ex- lady, uh, Corday's girlfriend. I don't know how to pronounce her your name. I don't want to refer to her as Corday's girlfriend. She's much more than that, obviously. Right. But I can't Na- Naomi Naomi. Her last name is very hard. Yes, uh, one of ex- the best in the world, tennis players in the world. Had an ex girlfriend named Naomi, so I. Not big fan of the name, but um, <laughs> Naomi, the tennis player, she just has it back out because of the mental uh, anxiety. Naomi Osaka, Osaka. Oh, that's how you pronounce it, Osaka. I, get, I hope so. Okay, <laughs> Osaka. I hope. I hope. I'm hoping this right because we deserve to put respect on name. But yeah. um, she was just talking. She had to back out of it because she didn't want to do press conferences because she deals with public speaking and anxiety, like most of us do. Um, when we're not comfortable in front in front of people um and they find her for it but it's like it's so you know what i mean it's so it's 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 so it's so much going on with it. like like mike just said you're human like you have adrenaline after a big match or a big game that's and somebody made a good point on twitter this is a random person i saw replying to this and was like you know um that's why we see so many meltdowns and like press game conferences and so many you know things and rants because they're they're pumped up 
from what they just went through and they ain't had a chance to catch the emotions and people go out there and just say whatever. But again, that's a point of people expecting you to be a robot. Hey, you just played for an hour at the highest intensity emotionally. You're you're charged, but we still want you to come and answer these questions professionally. Unfair, <laughs> I mean, man. I, I have to keep reminding people that it's just basketball. Sure, Kyrie Irving promised that he wanted to resign, but he didn't. Oh my God, it's such a big deal. It's literally just basketball. It's just basketball. You change your mind every day about things. Kyrie changed his mind about whether or not he wanted to stay in Boston. It's just basketball. And I understand it's a big part of all of our lives. It's how we make our living. But it is, at the end of the day, just basketball. Just yeah, basketball. Really, though. We had that fan last night run out on the um, court at the mm-hmm. Wizards game. He tried to touch mm-hmm. backboard. Just weirdos. Lame. Just so lame. Yeah. I like Bradley. I like Bradley Beal. Reggie Miller's Brad- watching it live, right? He says, I don't know what that fan did to get tackled like that, but I, 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 I would hate to be him. What did Brad Beal do? Brad Beal came in his press conference. He's like, he better not have tried me because these hands work. This social media shit getting out of control, but um, we got to stop this, man. We got to stop this. We got to stop this. Shout out to all the players that be speaking up too. Mm-hmm. That'd be the other thing about Boston. Like I'd be understanding things now because they own players be saying like Jalen Brown was like, Hey, it's not for all of our fans. And I, of course, but he's like, we do got to be better in Boston. Bruce Bruce Brown for the Nets, he grew up in Boston and said all type of crazy stuff was said to him. He Then Danny Ainge like, I've never had a player say that they experienced any kind of racism. Bro, you've been in the organization. That's cat, bro. You've been in the organization for 20 years. Maybe they ain't said to you because why would I tell you? You know what I'm saying? Like, sure, you're the head guy. But, like, I'm not – as if I experience racism, right, I'm not going to Doug, our, our white boss – you know what I'm saying? I, I'm I'm going to people that can relate to the thing that I just went through. Is hey, this? Oh, Mike. Talk about race and Mike. <laughs> Mike is like I'm out of this conversation. <laughs> He'll be back. The, the link is still open. He'll be back. But um, no, I feel, I feel what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. That make that makes total sense. And even if nobody tell you, you don't know that. Like you don't hear the stories that we hear. Like right. I think he probably just like tries to pretend like it doesn't happen. So he just kind of goes about it like it doesn't exist, which is the part of the problem. It, and yeah. itself yeah because like you have employees and managers like you have a lot of people underneath you that probably are experiencing some sort of racism and you're just gonna sweep that shit under the rug and pretend like it don't exist yeah that's why they say silence is violence baby silence move, is violence. while we wait for mike let's move over to the next 3-1 series uh utah so, this series is over this series is over oh yeah oh, yeah yeah well so. i mean it's over but I say Joel Embiid doesn't play in the no, game. No, we already talked about that. I thought we I could see him being somewhat. We was on to the next series, my G. We just talked about the water bottle for a reason. We're on the Celtics. Kemba, oh, yeah. Kemba didn't play. I mean, like, oh, he's yeah, injured. We're talking, about the, we're talking about the Celtics series. That's now. what we're trying to tell you. <laughs> yeah, this series is over. <laughs> uh, next 3-1, Utah Jazz up 3-1 um, on the young Memphis Grizzlies. Memphis has been in a lot of these games um yesterday is when they were they were yes they were very close and then they they let a team go on the 8-0 run boom uh game over series probably over but i'm giving a lot of credit to memphis man they fighting they fighting very very hard they just need to work on their closing um and they could come with just more experience or just if they could just find that that jumper with those young guys it would be perfect bro jack gonna be able to he's gonna be have to be able to knock down shots you know, I think when it comes down to it, as great as the player he is, he, he's going to need that jump shot to come around. Yeah, yeah that's, that's why you that's why you see so much potential with him, because he's in his second year. 
mm-hmm. and he's fucking amazing. Like, <laughs> and he's doing it without a jump shot. And that floater game is elite. Like, he probably has the best floater in the game, to be honest with no. you. No, 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 no. Who does? What's who? Who's? I think it's Trey Young. Trey Young. Oh, uh, it's Trey yeah. Young. Yeah, yeah. Trey Young. Don't sleep. Colin yeah. Sexton got a mean floater too. Don't like, sleep on we, it. We're not. See, now you're being a fan. I'm just giving, bro. I, no, I'm no, talking no, no. about listen, the people listen, around no, the league listen, with nice no. floaters. Listen though, this is what we talk about at through the wire with fans, right? Where we talk about something, and he said the best. So he's not saying everybody who has a mean floater. He's just talking about the best. Is Colin, so does Colin Sexton have the best floater? No, but I'm. A, is, I'm Colin, is Mikey the Colin Sexton fan? Trey Young, obviously, bro. Trey Young, I've been talking about the floaters since that damn Nick game, Nick series started with them. I was like, watch the floaters. That's that's gonna be like the most oh, important. Why move. did you just start talking about the floater in the playoffs? He's always had the floater. Cause, bro, the Knicks have really see, they man. had good shot blocks. You see, the, the point is, bro. The point is the floater is very good in today's game with how the I like getting Mike going, bro. I like getting Mike. He be going. trying to find the, the littlest thing to argue. I'm not no, I'm not arguing. I just asked you a question. Because I don't want us to be hypocrites. He don't when, have the best floater in the when game. When we talk about defenders and we say who the best defender, and somebody tweet us or leave in the comments, hey, y'all didn't mention blah blah blah. What do we say? We be like, that don't make him a bad defender. But we talking about the best. So we had a conversation. Katria said, who do y'all think is the best? We said uh, uh, Trey Young. You came out of nowhere with Colin Sexton because he has a mean floater. Nobody he says. Because if we talk about mean and floaters, we can we can sit up here and talk about a bunch of people. But who do you – I want to know who you think the best is. If it's Colin Sexton, that's your opinion. No, uh, I, I, I agree with Trey Young. That's the first person that comes to mind when you talk about floater. Okay. The dude is 5'10". He needs a floater. <laughs> They always like, show a graphic about like the top floaters, and I was trying to look it up, but I do not know where to find that graphic. Do you have a floater? Right, I, just a little bit of a floater. Okay. Does D Mills need a floater? No, <laughs> he doesn't need a floater. Wow. Dude, that's six. He's six three, <laughs> two seventy. But he don't attack. He don't attack like that. So, do he need a floater? No, he, he don't need a okay. floater. He need to attack like that. He need to yeah put that body into somebody. Get, Luca, yeah, hey, get... Luca, Luca floater could be arguably up there too, because he's yeah, so yeah. big and strong. He can get as deep as he wants, um, mm-hmm. and then get it up there. I like. I this is uh, Emmanuel quickly got a floater too. I love is it. I love the best? It's is not it the best, best, but it's. I was just talking. I was no, talking it's it's a stand up. I'm gonna say it's a stand up floater. A lot of people do floaters, but you know the people that got that in their arsenal. And they they now, put it out at their bag a lot of times. You said D-Rose floater. D-Rose got – he started the flow game. No, yeah. He ain't started, but he was – when he was in his prime, D-Rose floater. He, he has the best floater of all time. I don't even think that's arguable, but I don't think he, he has the His best floater right come now. from here, though. Somehow. He and he like gets so much – so much like arc on it, too, bro. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand The it. amount of arc he gets on his floater is ridiculous. South Derrick Rose. How much man. arc do he get on it? Seven. I can't – enough to get it over those seven footers. Don't they all get it over the seven footers? Yeah. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> Is this series over? Utah, Utah, Memphis. Yeah, man, I I, I love uh, Donovan Mitchell coming back and, and and being that answer for them. I I feel like every time they want to go on that run, it's his ass doing some shit. Like nah, 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 no, yeah. No. Especially I like he's keeping uh, Dylan Brooks in foul trouble. He's just attacking him, going right at yeah. him. Yeah, just like how the Jazz is doing on how the Memphis Grizzlies are doing out there and just going at Rudy Gobert. So. Dylan Brooks keep, keep himself in foul trouble, bro. It don't matter who he guarding. He getting two fouls in the first quarter. 
You're gonna have I wish Mike was like that on a defensive end. I know I'm glad he's not. That shit's annoying. No, I, I rarely fail on defensive end. Because you really play defense. Y'all must be sleep, bro. I got defense <laughs> like that. Are we hey but uh, after this podcast, please call so we can see you play defense. For sure, for sure. Uh, let's get to the next series, Derek. You're um, it is tied two two, right? Two two, Denver bro, Portland. I feel, like, I feel like I haven't seen this series play a game in like a I, you know why? Because last time they played, we were at the studio filming, and it was like a twenty pointer. So none of us watched yeah. a single second of oh, it. Right, right, right. Yeah, they be they be odd. Like for example, Anthony Davis is hurt, and the Celtics. I mean, and the Lakers had like a day rest, right? Don't they play today? Yeah, but yeah, then the Clippers play tomorrow. Like, why are the Clippers getting all of this rest? And then the Lakers got a turn, quick turnaround. It's, it's the scheduling just don't make sense. It's been everywhere. Sometimes it's one day, two days. Like it's just everywhere. But Derek, my fault. KB asked you about the series. My fault. Been looking good. I mean, it, it comes down to what teams others show up. That's literally was every team who's won a game. The bench has outplayed the other teams' bench. That's literally been a determining factor of this game. So we can get more consistent play from the others. Um, I think this series is over. I think the Board of Trouble is the win, especially when you got Dame and CJ. All you just need is a little bit of something sprinkled in there from the other guys. You, like you calling it at a 2-2? I think Anthony Simons, Carmelo, they all stepped up huge in that last game. I'm just saying that they just need something. They can't have them dudes coming out there and just putting up nothing. You ain't going to answer my, my, my friend question? What do you say? Are you calling it at 2-2? I think this is going to go seven. I think it's gonna go but seven. are you calling it at two two though? I think Blazers. I said at the beginning Blazers are gonna win at seven. Okay, I I don't have much to say about the series because again we didn't get yeah. to watch the last game. I feel like this is like the series I probably watched the least. Well, besides like Miami Bucks because a lot of those games are lopsided, but like I feel like this is probably like the least series uh, that I watched. But I mean, just looking at it like the overall of it, every time I look at it, it's either just been it's been an all on the Nuggets side or all on Portland side. Like it's been real back and forth, but. I agree with D Mills. I think Portland should like when when it all comes down to it, Portland does have the better team, right? They should they should have less worry about people stepping up. Like Norman Powell getting twenty nine, you can't depend on that every game. But Norman Powell should be getting around twenty or something. Like the Nuggets, depending on Capaza and all these other guys that are because they're shorthanded, the the Portland should be able to take this out as long as they play their game. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the, to the two seven. Anthony Davis went down with an injury, and the team decided they they didn't want to play no more. Um, Since they going Portland, I'm still rocking with Denver. You still owe me a bottle of wine. Uh I do. I do. I do, bro. I do. I meant to bring it up. What you want? (laughs) I want the sweet red. I never opened the one you gave me, so I'm going to give you that one. That bitch is aged now a little bit. Uh, Mike, how you feeling about the Lakers series so far? Two-two series after losing the last one. Still feeling confident. I'm still feeling confident. I like how we were kind of pushing back at the end of that last game. Obviously, we didn't pull it out or anything like that. But um, you know, go ahead and just rest Anthony Davis for Game Five. You know, have LeBron be in that mindset that he has to take over for Game Five. We need him to go get the. We need him to go get thirty. We need him to be aggressive. Uh, we've been playing shorthanded all season long, so I don't think like the the role players are shy about that. Kyle Kuzma can have a really good game, you know. I love the minutes we've been getting Mark from Marcus. So I think he's going to be really important against DeAndre Aiden. Like we have players that can step it up. It's just you know we get we got to come through and execute. Interesting. 
Um, it's unfortunate, man. So many players getting injured um, in this playoff run already, and we just in round number one. Um, I'm happy that the Suns came out and just kicked y'all last last game. Though I'll tell you that much. Like I, he don't I, have any. He don't have anything to say about the Suns. All, all well, Chris Paul. I think the big play. difference was Chris. Chris Paul was playing like Chris Paul was looking like you know regular Chris Paul. Yeah, that shoulder, that shoulder getting a little, you know, it's not as stiff as it once was. I think that's dangerous. That's a scary sight for y'all, Mike. Is Caldwell Pope going to play? I'm hoping. I might. I forgot to check on the update. He won't do shit anyway. What do y'all think he's been shooting with KCP? What does y'all think he's been shooting from three in this series? That boy, Mike can't go against the grain, boy. What do y'all think he's been shooting from three in this series? In this series? Outside of like like around twelve, he must be disrespectful. With you said what? Did you say, P? Twenty-seven. Seven. Damn, I'm bad. No, I said he shot two for twelve. Like he shot uh, two for twelve. Well, if He's, you said twelve, you would have been closer. Been than closer. <laughs> what is two for? What is two for twelve as a percentage? Though? It don't matter. He's shooting seven percent from three in this series so far. Um, so not not great shooting from KCP. Um, but you ain't see the clip. What you mean? was in his head. In oh. his face, shoot that damn ball. No, no, you he want him to keep shooting for sure. You don't he want him to stop around. doing he that. Come so if, a, if there's a game five with no Anthony Davis, Caldwell Pope, how confident are you, Mike, in that in that particular game? Mm-hmm. With Chris Paul looking how he's looking. And he's only going to get better with every game. Mm-hmm. He, he take it. Say just say, just say y'all going to lose, say 50 bro. 50-50? I think it's 50-50, bro, bro. They talking 50-50. about me. This man, Mike, needs a bro, check from the this, Lakers because he's never going to. Y'all, y'all going to see the game LeBron has today. He ain't, hey, Le- like, I love LeBron. This series, he ain't been LeBron, LeBron. You know what I'm saying? You know he's why? been good, but he ain't you been LeBron, why? LeBron. Why? Look, Mike, you know what? Reason why. why? Because Anthony Davis is on the floor, and every time Anthony he Davis wasn't on the, on the floor, floor the second half, he wasn't on the floor in the second he half. Tur- he started turning it up. He started, he started turning, turning up, turning but he w- up. Did, did he look like the LeBron me and you know and love? Oh, I love this. Come on, KB and Mike. No, he, he didn't. But they, look, that's what, like that's the only. Said, that's the only point I'm making. D-Mill, okay, and he did. He didn't do that game for. It was looking a little too late. He wasn't putting a waste no, of energy on that game. Halftime, y'all were down by like two. It was like yeah. he had a whole half. And they started pulling away. And they started pulling away. They every time we started going on a run, they kept answering. We've seen they team kept pull answering. LeBron and he take over the game and bring that shit right back. Get I'm involved, not, emails. Like yeah. I'm not saying I'm not bro, saying that LeBron is playing. Go ahead. I get what y'all what y'all saying. Game four, that shit wasn't the, the best we could have played. But I'm telling you, game the look in his eyes is looking like game five. He knows what he has to do. Oh, you've been looking at <laughs> So, what would you? What, how would you feel if y'all lost Game Five? It's now that would be three. They, I mean, the the Suns play good basketball still. Like they still match up with the Lakers well. You know, I we still have two shots. What? I, it goes back and forth, right? We're gonna go at Phoenix, and then it comes back to LA, right? Um, we have a shot at. We got a shot to win at Phoenix. If it doesn't happen, we lose the game. We come no, back no, home. No. With I think Anthony I Davis. think y'all at home tonight. Nope, nope. Uh, I it's think two, we're at Phoenix. Two, one, one, one. No, yeah, Phoenix, Phoenix is the. Phoenix. I th- Phoenix wait. Okay. Game five, right? So oh, right. I got. I got my seeds mixed up. You're right. You're right. So the, you, listen, listen. I'm not saying. One. I'm not saying that you're wrong here. I just heard you say that it's 50-50. I don't think it's 50-50. I'm not saying the Lakers have no chance because you have LeBron. But I, if we, I want to look at like y'all aren't. Like if it was 50-50, that would mean like the, the odds would say like I'm looking right now. I'm okay. I, I would believe if Anthony Davis I mean he's still questionable, so maybe the odds don't say that. But if Anthony Davis is out, 
I, and I, and I, KCP is out. I would say that the Suns are favorites to win Game Five. That doesn't mean are. that y'all won't win Game Five, but I'm just saying they would be the favorites in that matchup. You saying it's fifty fifty is kind of wild when you lost your best player in the series so far. It's kind of a big spread too. What is it looking at? Minus two hundred five for Phoenix and plus one seventy two for the Lakers. Five point. That's not like it's like a double digit or some shit. It's we, not crazy. We right there, bro. We right there. I, I see what y'all are saying. Maybe, I, maybe I, I'm gonna say I was tripping on the 50 50. Obviously, Phoenix, like I said, they've been playing really well. Chris Paul is on the top of his game, then obviously it's, it's gonna be hard. But I think LeBron James is really gonna be the difference this game. All right. Hey, uh, I hope so. It's hard for my foot to argue against LeBron. So that's why, like, yeah, my bias be standing out, but it's just like you got the ultimate Trump card, man. It's hard to bet against LeBron James. I don't oh, think, yeah, he, I don't think, he, I don't think he was a Trump guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my, I said Trump card. Come I think now. you need to. Um, I think you need a big game from Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder has to have a big game for y'all tonight. That's gonna be I, y'all. I, he had twenty I, points last. Well, maybe it was game two. I know he 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 needs to shoot the ball well. He Mike is predicting. Like, everybody Kyle needs Kuzma. to shoot the ball from the three. Mike is predicting Kyle Kuzma to be the big game. Guy. We need a we need a big game from Kuzma. Arkansas been giving him big minutes. Yep. Kuzma ain't been bad. Like, I mean, statistically, he's been bad. I think he's shooting like 30% from the series. But, like, he he be making plays now. Like, Kuzma makes plays. You know, he's mm-hmm. getting offensive. And, like, and everybody's actually – we all been struggling from three, mm-hmm. you know, for, for the Lakers side of it. And so, I don't know. I guess we can't even, like – you kind of got to throw percentages out the door at this point. Like, if you're the Lakers, you got to got to just go out there and hoop, right? Yeah. Everything is just time and score. What what it, that that's what it all comes down to. I'm interested to see how good y'all are defensively because a big part of why y'all are defensively good. Please stop! Please stop! Please stop! Maybe they can switch out onto Please wings stop! And Please stop! Talking? We've been with the best defense without LeBron James and Anthony Davis for that's most true. of the season. Yeah, stop! You got, you got that yeah. one, Mike. That's that's how, I season. thought you was that yelling is... at like a dog or something. You know what I'm saying? No, stop. that's the regular season now. Talk your shit, D Mails. What you say? That's the regular season. You still gotta you gotta have somebody in that pick and roll that can yeah, somewhat. They, they wasn't playing three the Suns every game when they was doing that, was they? Now they're gonna be attacking Marcus and fucking drumming all game. <laughs> and Martrez Harold. He don't play. Martrez get, get yeah, garbage. Martrez, he, might get, <laughs> he got he something might, in his he life. Might get some play. Yeah. They right. put his ass in there with his like, we need some energy. We down like 14. And then he tweeted. The worst thing is wasted time. Yeah, he knew. He knew. He knew it was a deal. If he wants to get on the damn court, he's gonna be out to, to be able to defend. Mm. Damn, Mike. He said he knew what it was when he signed up. He did. <laughs> like we had four sentences on the roster. You ain't getting no guaranteed minutes. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go to one of the last series I left: Clippers versus Dallas. Clippers um, do the reverse home sweep. You know, on the road, win two in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, Kawhi Leonard has been ridiculous. He's been defensively clamping up, offensively hitting all of his shots. Um, Paul George's been really good. Marcus Morris is starting to, you know, regress. I mean, not regress, progress back to where he was during the regular season. Rondo, I don't know if Rondo statistically is showing out, but like when he's on the court, you can tell the difference in the organization and the team. They've been running this pick and roll where Rondo is the picker for, um, for Kawhi and it's been working. Um, I like I like what I'm seeing from this series. Is what I'm saying the the big thing is that of course Luca um, injury really hurt them in Game Four, but they say he's feeling a little bit better and might be completely ready for Game Number Five. But uh, we'll see, we'll see. They got an extra day of rest too. I think the reason why they have extra days because you have to travel from Cali to Texas versus the Lakers. They're just going from Phoenix to LA. It's significantly closer. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Hmm. 
Cali and LA, Texas, I mean, Cali and Arizona touch each other. They're literally border states. Mm-hmm. So that's why. That's that's a fact. That's a good point. You so smart. Look at him. <laughs> he used to he used to work for American. I so did. He do he do no flight paths and stuff. When? Uh, oh, that's a that's a joke. <laughs> oh, did he say? Did he say he used to work for what? American Airlines. American Airlines. I'm talking about when when. <laughs> No, but I think it's year. amazing when you see Kawhi like flip a switch, because um, he just looks. He just has this mentality where he's just not gonna lose. Like even, I, I tweeted the other day, like even if Luca was healthy, I don't think Kawhi would have lost that game. Like Kawhi, he sometimes just can just go in his mode and he don't miss. Like that dude literally started the game shooting like eight for eight from the field. He's a robot. Yeah, so like. And when you got Paul George and Morris and them all coming along with you, Rondo was shooting the ball well in that game. So, like, I don't think any – regardless of Luka Health, they was losing that game. Mm-hmm. Especially with yeah. Porzingis being the biggest shooting guard we ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, you got to give a lot of credit to to the Clippers' defense. They've been playing, like, tremendously on that side of the ball as well as shooting it. And then the Mavericks, I mean, like I said, they have Luka Doncic. Right, as great as he is, he can't win you every game. He's gonna need some help, especially if he's dealing with an injury. You know, looking at you can look at the the box scores and fucking Maverick shot terrible, right? They and like I said, you got to give the credit to the defense, but it's just like they don't have many ways to get good shots at this point with all the good defense that the Clippers have. Paul George is like doing the thing. They are like chasing their shooters off the line. They are like full out committing to closing out under control, getting the contest up and. Is working. Paul George has said in this post game interview, yeah, they don't have any rim protection, so we're just going to get to the rim. And like, damn, Porzingis is 7 3, and they don't see his ass's rim protection at all. Bro, they, they literally, he should feel they go at him all the time. Hand. Right, they go at him all the time. And then Rick Carlisle tried to counter that by playing Bobby because and the, the, as hell. the Clippers are going so small, and it does, they don't have a remedy for how small the Clippers can go. Like, the Dallas Mavs can try to also go small, but then that means the guy that you're paying to be the second-best player is not closing out games for you. And and there's, like, I think it was Zach Lowe that said there's, like, this politics thing where, like, you don't pay a guy $30 million for him to sit on the bench when it matters the most. But then again, you want to put out the best possible lineup for the matchup, so maybe you do want to put him out. So I, I don't I don't know, man. Por, Porzingis is, like, that... I understand the idea behind the trade. I'm not saying it was a bad trade um, and like when it happened, but like now it's looking like a trade that you'd probably want to spend those draft assets and those pieces to go get somebody else, somebody else, because mm-hmm. Porzingis just can't play. Yeah, I'm very curious if said. his teammates enjoy playing with him. I don't, I, I don't know. I feel like that's a weird, that's a weird question. Eddie, I feel like there's going to be frustration when you see your big man taking all these fadeaways and stuff like that. And you just, you know, it. who had frustrations with that, Mike? Who? Uh, we've had it. With, uh, with D Mills? Yeah, we missed a fade. You talk, yeah, you talking about, I don't know if people like playing with him. That's you, motherfucker. You're him. The yeah. biggest yeah. dude on the court don't want to get a block. It's the, yeah, that, that was like a comment. Like it, when somebody's thriving and playing at their best, they're the best to play with. But if somebody's not on shit and you know that they can be better, probably frustrating. Um, I, I listen, man. I, I credit has to go to Tyron Luke to 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 commit to playing that small ball. Um, Marcus Morris at the five and shit like that. I love it. I do agree with D Mills. It, it is nice to see Kawhi hit that switch because Luca was the best player in this series early on with not no competition he was head and shoulders above everybody and all of a sudden it swings and now it's Kawhi um I love it though I love it and I love the chess match of 
Rick Carlisle trying to put Boban in because when he got in, he scored two buckets. Mm -hmm. But the Clippers went at his ass defensively because he has to guard a perimeter player. Um, but I, I, I like the remedy, man. I like going small. Um, you got Paul George starting the game off real good and Kawhi coming in the middle um, and kind of closing it off. And I just think that they're doing a real good job of attacking, attack, 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 man, attack. Because correct when Paul George said, you don't have a rim protector down there because they don't fear him. Um, rightfully so. And then Przingis, I think, doesn't make it any better because he gets the matchups against Beverly or Reggie Jackson, and he turns over and shoots from over them at the mid-range post, and he doesn't make you pay when you go small. So I think that is um, genius for the Clippers to make those moves. And I got to get a credit to Tyron Luke because when, when the Clippers were getting fucked up, everybody trashed Tyron Luke for not making adjustments. So when an adjustment is made, I guess I got to get credit to Tyron Luke uh, mm -hmm. for that. So uh, it's definitely not over. I think we just getting started, which makes this series super, super intriguing. But I do think game five is crucial. Whoever wins this probably will win the series. Um, and man, credit, credit to the Clippers, man. I know credit to the Clippers because it's not a lot of teams who lose the first two at home and then are down 19 in the game three and can, and can be poised enough to handle all that, come back, tie the series up. Because I agree with Derek. Luca can be as healthy as he can be. They was going to lose those games because they're finally realizing Luca can't beat us. What beats us is the others. Luca can have 44 and they still lose, but Tim Hardaway Jr. having 28. It's just, you're not going to win if he's having 28, bro. Jalen Brunson being all crazy off the bench, Kleber hitting three threes. You're not going to win if they hit no. So run them off the three point line. Force them to make certain plays. I saw a couple times where Dorian, Dorian Finney-Smith had to make a play or shoot a crazy three at the end of the shot clock. Those are the plays for the Clippers. And then once they miss, they going. How many times in that game did Kawhi get that bitch and go, oh? And I was yeah, like, damn. He's, he's looking like he's looking like the Toronto's or Toronto Raptors Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, he know? is. Yeah. And, um, I mean, to go back to kind of what was KB was saying, bro, and, and I said it's like, I think it was like after game three or whatever, but like Kristaps is literally playing like their fourth or fifth best player. Last game he played, you know, he shot the ball. He's looking more aggressive, but if he's not hitting his shots and it's game, you know, it's game five, I sit him. You know, I, I'm going with my best line of because P hit it on the head, bro. I think this game five is very pivotal. This could be who could win the series. Yeah, right? yeah that's the hierarchy. It's like, not to cut you off, but yeah, if, Cause I, I'm agreeing. Like, so it'd be Luca's their best player, obviously. Who y'all got the second best? Tim Hardaway's probably Tim been Hardaway, the second best Hardaway, this year. Jalen Bronson's probably third, and then um, it's probably arguably present. Cause game one, Dorian Finney Smith. Dorian Finney Smith was spazzing. <laughs> right. Game one, Dorian Finney Smith got a case. Maxi Max Max got a case too. I know he can't. He ain't been. He, nobody's stopping Kawhi. He's their best option to try to stop Kawhi, and then he's also giving you fifty percent from the field and from three right now. So, I mean. I don't know. Porzingis just can't guard. Say, he just can't guard up. Yeah, I say you got to try to roll out your best. Give your best chance to win this game five to give yourself two chances to try to beat this Clippers team. What's that five if you're sitting Porzingis down? Or if not sitting them down? Probably just going to have to, like, slide everybody down, maybe throw, like, Jalen Brunson in there. Or Josh Richardson because he's bigger for, for defense. Got Luka, Josh Richardson, you said. Tim Hardaway. Dorian Finney-Smith. And Maxi. Like Maxi Cleaver. But, like, even, but that five, like that small back. five, doesn't match the Clippers' small yeah, five. Yeah, that still yeah. doesn't. The clip to match the Clippers, you might have to go. Dorian Finney Smith at center. 
Yeah. You about to match up with Morris. Bronson, Luca, Hardaway, Richardson, Finney Smith. I, I think Kawhi running all over that team. He is. Right yeah. So, like, the, the Clippers are on some pick your poison shit. The, the Clippers holding all the cards right now. The Clippers holding all the cards with that. And shit, if you do it, what they might do is put Zubak in. Yeah. Right. Unsung hero, Nicholas Batum. Been oh, amazing. Yeah. Throw him in the start lineup. He instantly made a huge, huge impact. So, yeah. um, that's what the veterans do. Last, last series is one that completely ended. We saved it for last. Uh, we've talked heavily about the series when it was happening. I don't know if any opinions or anything has changed since then, but the Bucks pull off the surprising sweep. You know, I, I mean, I picked them to win the series, but if the sweep is surprising as hell um, of the Miami Heat. And then uh, people were mad at Tyler Hero because he posted in his Instagram story a selfie like he's supposed to be just crying in a corner crying five a, days yeah. after getting eliminated. I don't, I don't understand people, but um, life goes on, bro. Internet is a weird place, man. Yeah. It's just basketball. It's his job, but it is just basketball. Um, but what what a series for Milwaukee. I mean, I don't. I, we can't give them enough love. I'm just excited to see the next series against Brooklyn because I think that's that mess around be the series of the decade. That that they just match up so well together. Um, three thirty and point we get to scores. See the Bucks actually go against them with James Harden because the yeah, times we saw them playing, mm, James Harden played. That's why I'm series of the decade. Hey. Hey, and maybe, maybe this, I don't see, see, we don't know if the Heat were just ass or Milwaukee just really about that stuff. And we don't find out. It was a little bit of a both. I think the Heat was ass. And, you know, they didn't come out and just play like, I think they had stretches this season where they looked like they kind of resembled that team that was back in the bubble. But more than likely, like I said, the real always prevailed. The Heat weren't that same team, but a lot of credit does have to go to the Bucks. Right, Drew Holiday, the Drew Holiday effect, Chris Middleton, game winners, Giannis's new attitude, and then Brooke Lopez showed his ass. You know, he dropped twenty five, he dropped twenty five in eight games. So like, and he didn't shoot. These... He, he he didn't even shoot threes. He didn't shoot threes yeah. this whole series. Mm-hmm. And going I'm into this next series, right they now. have they have so much like positive stuff to build on. And even though he was a lesser team, I think we all agree that they had the recipe to stop Giannis, right? And I think he him overcoming that is gonna help him going into the future too. Yeah. And also with the Bucks, they got lucky. Their 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 bench played phenomenal. Bobby Portis, Brent Forbes. Brent Forbes, yeah. Um that ain't luck. That's what they do. Bobby Bobby Portis was second in the league in three point percentage this season. So he just carried that over. They were were all making that dog's knees. I think they said Brent Forbes (laughs) outscored Jimmy Butler that series. Uh uh, Brent Forbes averaged fifteen, Jimmy Butler averaged fourteen point five. No. Oh, whoa, whoa, so he averaged more, too? He averaged more, too. Damn. Yeah, so. And that's what I'm saying. To go back to that, how we Paul saw it. And, 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 and half the amount of minutes, too, Pierre. 20 minutes per game for, for Brent Forbes and Mike 38 already, minutes. Mike already said it. I ain't even say it. But I don't say that to say that Jimmy Butler needs to get dogged. I just say that to say... Let's stop doing that because it's okay to have a down series. You feel me? I don't. I don't think Jimmy Butler should get dogged. I think Jimmy Butler is still like that. I just think he had a bad series, which happens. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the same thing with the coaching. I don't think that. Um, I don't think that uh, Eric Spoelstra should get dragged. But I'm just saying, I put things in perspective. Like if you're gonna drag Doc Rivers when he wasn't doing this shit with the, the Clippers, you know, let's mm-hmm. stop. Let's stop hounding people just because. You want to do some shit, but not do it here. Like, let's just cut it out. Things happen. It's the NBA. They're playing against the best players in the league. But I, I, I agree with Mike about the sentiment of, of which one is it. I think it's, yeah, it is a little bit of both. 
the, the Bucks did get better. Like, we need to talk about that. The Bucks got better. This isn't the same two teams against each other. Bobby Pores, Bobby Pores, Bobby Portis, um, uh, George, George, PJ Tucker, PJ Tucker, Brent Forbes. Yeah, these are key ad- additions, and we're not even talking about Drew Holiday yet. Uh, DiVincenzo going down is uh, tough, but you um, George Hill, be. George Hill is on Philly. You're, you're correct, he played for Buc- the Bucks earlier, I believe. Um, Thanks Jeff T played a little bit. Oh, yeah, Jeff T, he ain't do nothing, but he was on the Jeff team. T. Uh, but yeah, man, it's, it is gonna be a good series, it is it, gonna be a good series, bro. I, I like to revisit the the ESPN top 100 sports illustrated top 100 players like after the season is done to like see who was right and who was wrong what do y'all think going into this season after the bubble they had Jimmy Butler ranked we're talking ESPN's top 100 he was number 12 oh. Bam Adebayo was number 13 number 14 was Joel Embiid what was Paul George Paul George was number 20 he said Joel Embiid was number 15 Joel Embiid was lower than Bam, Boy, but but, the, but this is the thing though. Uh, Jokic was number ten, but this is the thing: the recency bias is a real thing. You have to remember this. this Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo just went to the finals, while Joel Embiid got swept in the first round. Yeah. We knew. We, I mean, you can see that that wasn't real. You knew that that wasn't really who Joel Embiid was. But the people that wrote this article that did the voting just saw, oh snap, Joel just he didn't even he didn't even play bad. That's that's the thing. He, he didn't not, play bad. He didn't um, have a second best player. He didn't. They got swept, right? They got swept, and Bam and them just went to his finals run. So, and you know what? They were they were predicting. They were predicting who Tyler was Hero. going to be the best, because there's no excuse for like Tyler Hero was high. It was 59th best player. Above you know, Zach Levine. Above. Or was that? Or was Zach Levine the ESPN one? It's one where he's Zach, above. Zach Levine is three above Tyler Hero, 56. Oh, that's what it is. They super close. Okay. I can't I can't wait to see this list because Kimber Walker's 48. Like when they their next list is gonna be interesting. Kimber Walker's 48 going into this. He's probably lower. Um Porzingis was 41. He's probably lower. You know. I, he might not make it. Julius Randle <laughs> probably a lot higher. Right. Ju- let me see. Did, I didn't even know if Julius Randle Julius Randle did not make top 100 last season or going into this year. So he's definitely in the top. But he's not gonna be as high as he would have been if he was performing in the playoffs. Exactly. Right. Also, they do a lot of that like stuff with just clicks. Like, True. Number one, number two on his list were LeBron and Anthony Davis. Y'all had the top two according to ESPN players in the entire league at the time. Coming Mike, off a championship, I Mike guess. Helped with that. He helped with that. That was <laughs> the part. He, that was the part he did. I'm trying to think of who. Where's was, Kawhi at? Kawhi's number five behind Luca and Giannis. So, very interesting stuff. Ben Simmons so is at sixteen. Luca's number four. Okay. Giannis was number three. Um. Luca in y'all top five? Ah. Hey, I, ah. I, right off the top of my head, why not, bro? Why not? So I here's his. Con- I would. I would read you his competition. Then you decide. You got LeBron, Anthony Davis, Giannis, Kawhi, Kevin Durant, Damian Lillard, Steph Curry, James Harden, Nikola Jokic. Is he top five out of those ten names? This is why I hate doing lists like this because it's it's you it know, doesn't but matter. Like, but because yeah, yeah, at the end of the game, you can pick game. any of those players and they're like you can't go wrong with them. Right. Well, like if you had to like, pick and, your top five, like I would probably take Kawhi over Luca to be honest. Okay. Are you taking Kevin Durant over Luca? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you taking James Harden over Luca? No. 
Are you taking Dame over Luka, Derek? I'm talking out my ass. I that shit know. hard, bro. Like, it's, I, yeah, it's I, impossible. Think, I feel like you could make you could make an argument for any one of those, bro. Yeah, I, I dead ass. You, you really can't. I would take Harden. I would take Harden over Luka. Harden, I would take Harden. I would take over Luka Doncic. I would take over for sure. Damian Lillard. I, I ain't talking about the fucking dog. I'm taking Luka, bro. I think I'm taking Luka. He's so big. Over Harden, you said? Yeah, he's just so big and so strong, man. I he's think so Harden is big and strong, too. Oh, yeah. He's not, like he's not as big as Luka. I, I didn't. We can't. We that Basketball fans, we got to stop doing that. Where I didn't say James Harden wasn't strong. It's just basketball. We so extreme. And I'm guilty of it, too. Where it's like somebody say something. Like, he fast, too. I didn't say he was slow. I'm just saying my cat is fast. But um, so everybody's yeah. I mean, Luca Luca may not be in the top five. I don't think he is. But if he's not, he's probably what seven, eight, just very close right. to it. And I think there's I mean, arguments for him to be in that top five. Too. Steph Curry, with KD, right. Steph Curry, Bron. That's all. That's a three. All that's three Anthony all Davis five. is not number two. He's not. He's not top five. That, that's what we can agree on. Anthony Davis is not, not two. As five. great I'm as he is, agreeing, I'm agreeing on that shit even after this. What? Look after this, Anthony Davis had a pretty underwhelming season to be honest. he did anthony davis is not top five right now yeah he should be but he's not um he he like 20 be. points a game we um, know he could be like a 28 27 ppg guy what did i name I he's learning from lebron let's chill into the playoffs and then he chilled the first game of the playoffs so. <laughs> <laughs> is Jokic top five i'm not doing we're not doing this right now i don't know Who's asking your questions i don't know i don't know Jokic, so good. Yeah, I, I'm in that same, but I don't want to answer because I feel like anybody could be arguing in there. Like, oh my so gosh. many good fucking players in the Liam League. Oh my gosh, it's not the, it's not a wrong. You what's your top five then? Since we want to hear everybody else's, <laughs> I, I, name I'll, your top I'll, five. I'll, I'll name, I'll name one because I, I don't, I, I'm not. I, what am I scared of? I know so they all. I'll take LeBron, Kawhi. Hey, they all agree. Duh. I'll go LeBron, Kawhi, KD. Kawhi, your number two? Or you just naming five guys on the top of I would actually put Kevin Durant at number two. Um, Then Luka has to be in there because he was saying he would take Luka over KD. No, he said Harden. Look at you. Relax. No, we asked him. He said, would you take Luka or KD? He was like, yeah, I'll take Luka. No, I did not. I said I would take Lee, bro. Over I, when they see it, I promise you. I feel like he. I promise you. No, he said. I, I know. It was, I know it was hard, but uh, the KD no. thing is between y'all. I. I, I we was talking. Never, I would never. Take when it. When it run. I would when never it run back, we'll see. Oh uh, yeah, we gonna see when it run back. So one of y'all gonna be crazy. And then, so Kevin Durant, Kawhi, KD. Um, I hope you're taking Steph Curry. Yeah, I'll take Steph and then Jokic. Yeah, I'll put your picture Give me Le- this is no order. LeBron, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Kawhi Leonard, and then my fifth. Give me Joel and B, man. Give me Joel and B. Give me I was Joel waiting for I was waiting for somebody to say his name. Like just to mention it. Give me Joel. Yeah. It's it's obviously between him or Jokic, I think. Jordan B, but yeah, but I, I, yeah, it's 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 tough. It is tough, but that's why it's fun. It's if if anything is tough and we just gonna run away from it, then what the fuck? It would just all be dookie. So that's what I'm (laughs) saying. Like I know they all great players, but that's why it's fun because we can all 
take a group of 10 players and all have different lists and nobody's going to be wrong. And people in the comments may act like we're wrong, but who cares? What are they like? What? Pascal so was think, 24 on this list. He'll probably be lower this year. Why do you think Anthony Davis should be in there over any of those other guys? I don't think he but said I, that. I, don't, I, don't I thought he said Anthony Davis was I top said, five regardless. When I said after this season, I meant I agree with you. Like, he didn't play like he should have this season. Like, it was oh. a bad season for him. Underwhelming and all that. Okay. He was on your ass, Mike. No, I thought he right. said, like, even nah. after the season, he would still have Anthony Davis in his top five. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis or Jason Tatum? After the Anthony season, Davis. Ah, Anthony I'm just Davis. saying after the season. I say after the season. Oh, Jason Tatum. Anthony Davis. I think I agree with my dare. I don't know. They don't had a much better season than Anthony Davis. True, but like. And we know what Anthony, Anthony Davis, Davis is still yeah, like. I thought we were Anthony Davis thought, at his top is a best. Like but but, hey, but, but if that was the case, right. then LeBron wouldn't like. If we were just going off this year, LeBron probably is not in your top five because he. I mean, he's playing amazingly. He got hurt, set out a huge chunk, and then came back and just been okay. You know what I'm saying? So you have to gauge this season, but also with who the player is on top of it. Right. So that's why, like, I mean, Anthony Davis is probably still top ten, even though he didn't have a top ten season. Oh, he's top ten for sure. Yeah. He stopped him because sure. if he was just going off this season, Giannis I mean, or Anthony Davis, Mike. Giannis. I'm gonna go Giannis, man. I think I like the I like the jump Giannis had this season, bro. I, 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 like I was the, actually I surprised like that you, the man I'll, said jump, even though he was a two time MVP, and this is the year he didn't win MVP. <laughs> he did. I think, it, bro. I think he, he definitely so got better, just like boys and experience wise and all that attack and defense. I think he got better. I legit do. My I, boy, I, Mike. I agree with you. He. He punched himself under the table for saying Giannis. He 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 might have only did that for the camera. The camera may go off. He might be like, y'all know I'm fucking late. No, nah, because I had to think about all the times where I just be seeing Anthony Davis sit at a, sit at that three point line. He just yeah. It make me mad. I'll tell you that. We appreciate y'all watching this episode through the wire. Like Devin I said, or Bradley Bill, you ain't off the hook, KB. Oh, I'm not answering. You go. Uh, your, your vagina hurt. Mm-hmm. Let me get. You uh, actually Devin Booker, brother. No, when shit get tough, y'all just let me get. On. Let me get mm-hmm. the shooting guard if I can. Let you get the shooting guard. Mm-hmm. You know who I'm talking about. I was in my lab up on y'all. Y'all born. <laughs> I this shit. Hit that link in the description, man. Uh, go go subscribe to the Through the Wire YouTube channel. Uh, be expecting some uploads very soon. Follow us on socials too, because we'll keep y'all posted there as well. I know um, my boy D Mills gonna answer. Go ahead, D Mills. I heard my fault. I heard you was. I heard, did you say Devin Booker or Bradley Bill? Yeah. Wow. Um, what you got? Give me the real deal, man. Real deal. Former Bradley Bill. All right.